welcome to the pilot episode of The Weirding Hour. The Weirding Hour is a podcast um, of our creation, which in which we are going to explore weird, eerie tales all around the world, strange things that go bump in the night, um, and, and things and feelings, chills you can't explain. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. Um, feelings. And feelings you <laughs> can't explain. Feelings. Yes. <laughs> so the other thing that we do, uh, whilst we go away and we research, we find stories that we find really interesting, we find tales that are kind of spooky, but we also, we come together and we tell each other the tales that we found, whilst also doing a craft based on the topic we're doing that week. So, you know, tune in every week because it'll happen every week. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and each week we have a theme that we all research. So to introduce your fabulous hosts, uh, I'm Ria and I'm super interested in weird things and strange tales and um and that's why i'm doing this i also love crafts and um and are actually good at them yeah Rhea is the craftiest yeah. of the, yeah. the game. i'm i'm i do craft are here for the comedy value <laughs> so, i yeah, i do more crafting yeah. i don't know if i'm necessarily better at it but so yes so that's that's why um and nina would you like to introduce yourself oh what i go last oh i'm nina <laughs> and that's enough now. Um, and why are you doing this? A question you get asked a lot. <laughs> why are you like this? It was the, uh, the gun held to my head, forcing me to. You're not me. supposed to tell them about that, Nina. It's why I sound very tense. <laughs> We'll loosen up. This is the pilot. It's meant to be shit. We'll look back in a few episodes and be like, remember when we made that pilot? It sucks. It's going to be great. Yeah. Boswell, who are you? Uh, yes, hi, I'm Bothwell, or Alex, um, probably Bothwell's easier, because that's what everyone calls me. I too am very interested in all things weird, I like nothing more than going down like an internet rabbit hole when you're reading about something that's like, what? Uh, and yeah, so we just thought we'd do that in a podcast form, because it would be fun. I am, however, not very good at these crafts. Yeah. As you'll see. Uh, no, you're very good. So she's lying. I'm not. I never lie. Um, right now, you can tell them what we're doing this week. What we're doing this week? Okay. So this week, we are looking at witchcraft. So I'm super excited about this topic. I've done a lot of research, and I believe everyone else has too. So you are in for a wild ride. <laughs> to introduce the craft, we are doing uh, embroidery related to witchcraft. I. I'm doing a ram skull. I feel I, like we need a disclaimer of we did actually start this embroidery last week, but um, the, oh, the for podcast the, wasn't great. For the pilot <laughs> pilot episode. For the practice pilot. For the, we'll never be heard outside of the three people I've heard have shown it to. Oh, and Will. He was one of them. Oh, okay. I mean, we count Will as people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you don't have to. Oh, we're going to revisit whether Will is people. That would be a whole separate podcast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Will is people. Do a lot of research, guys. We'll yeah. figure it out. Um, <laughs> but yes, I'm doing the Ramskull, and um, I've been doing a lot of like stem stitch and arrowhead stitch and basket 
stitch and and I'm kind of pleased with it. I did do I, I started to put shading on it and then I didn't like the shading but I took a picture of it and then I picked it out and then I did this other stuff and now I quite yeah. like what the old stuff was. I like so, the shading. Yeah it was um oh well never mind. Uh, so well my my witch's hat is too big so so yes, Nina's making a witch for her embroidery. A Christmas witch. A Christmas witch. Because Nina and I have the best imagination, so when we decided we were doing witches, we decided our embroidery would be witches. Hey, mine's slightly better because I saw a shiny bead and I was like, hmm, Christmas. And I would like to add that <laughs> so far this week, I haven't stabbed myself, so I think it's going... Very well. That, that is very good. It's always pleasing to not stab yourself. Yeah. You know, when I get through day a day, day and I'm like, hey, I didn't yeah. stab myself today. It's Feels great. Feels like a good day. Yeah. yeah. The best of days. So we've, we've done all the introductions. So you guys know what's going on. You're going to hear some stories. You hear some shit. So Nina's starting this week and I'm excited to see you. So this is the first time I've done my homework in probably 15 years. Um, but I spent hours doing this because it got really interesting. And I opened up a hundred tabs on my computer and read all of them. Amazing. So I'm going to set it up. Uh, picture the scene. I'm going to take you back. It's February. It's 1692. We're in Massachusetts. Where are we? I We're don't even Salem. know what I'm doing. Salem! I'm doing the Salem witch trial! Woo! Classic. I'm all like, how did I get here? <laughs> You're like, oh shit, this outfit doesn't work at all. <laughs> I'm going to get hung as a witch. Well, you would. And you'll learn why. <gasps> so, uh, the Salem witch trials, um, so they lasted around a year. Um, so they started in February and they ended in May 1693, which I always want to read as 1963 because... That's a lot of witch trials. <laughs> Oh, it's just so long years. ago that year does not compute in my mind. So there were a series of hearings and prosecutions of people accused of witchcraft and one of uh, colonial Americas, uh, you can tell I copied that because I don't know what that means really, uh, most notorious cases of mass hysteria, which I think we should do a separate episode on because yeah. mass hysteria is super weird and super interesting. And also given what's happening in America at the moment, yes. probably super relevant. Well, we'll know which what you'll be doing in that episode. <laughs> just modern day America. We've just alienated a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying on. Yeah, all of our avid listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From across the pond. Yes. Yeah. Wait um, with bated breath as we insult more of you. Yeah, well, we don't mean to. <laughs> we just mean the Trump supporters. Yeah, oh, yeah. They yeah. won't be listening anyway. Yeah, no. I hope they take time to pray for us also. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. for sure. They can do that. Uh, so they weren't unique, um, but they're like the most famous ones. So it was a much broader phenomenon of witch trials, which also took place in Europe. Um, so I looked up why Salem was famous in particular, mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't really find much apart from they've kind of commercialised it and capitalised it on it and marketed it well for tourism um and but also from um living descendants trying to exonerate their relatives because there's there's descendants still living there um, oh wow uh, who are like so they're they're still listed as being witches like they were put to death for being witches no so in 2001 an act was passed that exonerated all of the people who'd been convicted <sighs> and naming each of the innocent oh. yeah. and there were like exonerations 
over other years, but that was the, the only one that had done, like, sweeping all of them. Yeah. Because some people are more innocent than others, apparently. <laughs> and also it's been used in popular literature and politics as a, like, cautionary tale about the dangers of isolationism, isolationism religious extremism, should not have had that j- extremism <laughs> false accusationism <laughs> due process i am extremely interested <laughs> in all you have to say okay second pilot episode we're learning maybe yeah. not so much gin or more gin <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it could go either way let's find out so uh how did it start um so there were lots of factors that added up to create a there was a lot about like tensions in salem at the time which were kind of just triggered and it turned into all the witch hunting stuff Mm. um so there was a recent smallpox epidemic there were suspicions and resentments towards neighbors and outsiders basically fear of outsiders and a lot of it was religious uh so they were it was a kind of puritan community um and they've got very strong quite old-fashioned i mean it was 400 years ago but quite old-fashioned beliefs about women and conforming to social norms and the expected behavior of people well thank goodness that's all done with that we don't have it anymore today uh, yeah so all of that stuff kind of adds up to tension and fear um which meant people after it started people would be accusing others yeah. um to stop themselves being accused so the real start of it is january um so a nine-year-old elizabeth paris and 11-year-old abigail apparently you just don't know what her surname is uh they began Maybe she's like share you know it's just she's abigail, abigail. <laughs> um so they began having fits uh including violent contortions and uncontrollable outbursts of screaming and that sounds like your average dickhead nine-year-old doesn't it <laughs> having a fit or having a tantrum yeah um so a local doctor couldn't find a reason for it and he diagnosed bewitchment so after that diagnosis other young girls in the community also began to exhibit those symptoms um and it just kind of snowballed from there um people got accused and then they kind of outed people and accused them to try and save themselves and then it just got bigger and bigger and overall more than 200 people were accused and 30 were found guilty um so it's actually not that big compared to like the ones in europe Mm -hmm. um it's just the most famous um so because there were so many people involved i'm going to just do a couple of people because i'm not going to talk about 30 people so the first one is dorothy good and i chose her because she was the youngest person to be jailed during the Salem witch trials. Guess how old she was when she was accused? This is going to be horrible. Isn't Two. It? You ruined it. She was four. Oh. Still horrendous, but not as <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my God, I was yeah. at least expecting like yeah. nine. She's how can you... Four years old. Can four year olds even talk? I mean, just... <laughs> Non-verbal witch. Waving her finger at... None of us have kids, guys, so this could probably explain. I'm pretty also sure they can talk. another huge group of potential listeners there yes yeah well, so children. all of america and all parents we don't dislike parents we just aren't them so if we come out with crazy stuff about kids we apologize we're very ignorant yeah. <laughs> but four seems young that? four seems really young to be well yeah i thought that might shock you yeah i'm, I'm shocked so she was the daughter of sarah good who was one of the first three people to be accused 
Um, so the mother, Sarah, was accused on the 6th of March and arrested, and then Dorothy was accused and arrested 17 days later on the 23rd of March. <laughs> How do you actually even arrest a four-year-old? Tiny handcuffs! <laughs> We're arresting you. I don't know what that is! <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a lolly? Oh! Like, do they uh, read her her rights? Do they have Miranda rights then? I don't I, think I, they had rights pretty sure they did times. You know, who, you know who didn't read her rights? Her. Because she was four and yes. probably couldn't read. Yes. Um, so her accusers claimed she was deranged and repeatedly bit them as if she were an animal. Or, or like a four-year-old. Four yeah. <laughs> that happens. Uh, the four-year-old was interrogated by local magistrates. She confessed to being a witch. It was and... a rewarding experience. <laughs> what? You know, they they interrogated her. She confessed. Oh, I mean, right. that's success. Short process. Yeah, that's done. Um, so Boom. she confessed and supposedly claimed she had seen her mother consorting with the devil. Um, and then two days later, she was visited by Salem officials and claimed she owned a snake given to her by her mother that talked to her and sucked blood from her finger. Oh. But you know what? Last week, my niece said that she had an invisible unicorn that pooped pretzels. So <laughs> and I did think... She? Did she? I'm presuming so. Why would she lie? I know, right? But I'm, I guess my point is kids say a lot of crap. Kids say the darnest yeah, thing. Not your niece, obviously, because no. that's quite real. <laughs> but also, in the context of that, it's quite adorable. But imagine a four-year-old going on like that and say, like, yeah, you're probably condemning your mum to death. Yeah. Shush now, please. Possibly yourself. Yeah. Yourself. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I saw my mum dance with the devil. It was uh, quite nice. Yeah. And I got a glass of wine. <laughs> of wine yeah right kids drink wine in the middle they ages probably did I don't fair. fucking know Party well kids. they only lived till like they were 30 so 4 yeah, was actually exactly. like 18 yeah exactly exactly she was ready to leave home and start work get a job <laughs> get a job yeah. stop walking around being all Satan pro and stop biting people you fuck nuts <laughs> <laughs> anyway support yeah this is literally support like, the arts <laughs> <laughs> literally some poor accused four-year-old right carry on sorry Nina. uh no you carry on <laughs> so the snake uh that talked to her mother um they thought was her familiar um which is a witch's spiritual servant in human form but she never ended up being indicted or tried well i mean you know justice was served um, <laughs> well what if she was a witch? So she yeah, was, I think she was though. Yeah, she sounds. She was in custody from March twenty fourth, sixteen ninety two, when she was arrested, until she was released on bond for fifty pounds on December tenth, the same year. And in today's money, that is approximately six thousand pounds. Well, back then, five hundred fifty five days wages. Uh, who paid? Who paid for that? Ah, uh, I tried to look it up. I don't know. I'm guessing her dad, because her mother was in jail. Yeah, but, but also, it sounds like her mother was a single mother. Like that's what that sounds. Well, like. definitely a witch then. Yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering. Like trying to live without the men. What? Um, but her so her mother was convicted of witchcraft and sentenced to death. Um, she was pregnant at the time of her arrest mm. and gave birth in her jail cell. But the baby died in jail, and she was hanged on the 29th of July. That that sounds like a horrid, horrid, horrid way to go. Yeah, horrible few months. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, so Sarah, the mother, was one of the 14 women who were hanged. Um, out of the 30 people found guilty, 19 were hanged. Um, 14 of those were women, five were men. 
and one other man was killed, but not by hanging. So my second person I'm talking about is Giles Corey, um, who is an 81-year-old farmer. 81? Yeah. So, so he lived till he was at, yeah, so that's, that is... So he was probably like, lived till they were 81. Basically, no. they just accused really young or really old people who were just really vulnerable. Just the babies that, and the That must be really no unusual else. for that time, then. Like, yeah, 81, like, he, he should be dead. Like, I mean, people still did live that long, just did fewer. They? Yeah, fewer. Like, far fewer. I don't know. I, to be fair, my knowledge of history is quite oh, poor. Well, yeah, maybe we should ask Will. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so his wife, Martha Corey, was arrested for witchcraft on the 19th of March, and he was so swept up by the trials that he initially believed the accusations against his wife until he himself was arrested a month later on the same charge. Oh, oh what a oh, dick. What <laughs> shit. No, oh, but, shit. But I take know, it back. You know uh, what? You know what? It's hard. It's hard. You're like, oh, maybe she is. Maybe she is. And then you're like, oh, no, I didn't say anything. And then they came for me. Oh, the thing is, though, he's 81. Brilliant. So besides the fact that he's a witch because he's lived that long back then when you literally died of everything, like he died of a cold sore. But the fact is, how long was he married to his wife for? Yeah. Like, of, well, he kind of liked her that much. Well, don't you all get, did, again, did they get married back, like, about 16 like, back yeah, then? Like, yeah, no, she is a fucking witch. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, props. But, I mean, he's, well, well, we'll see, we'll see. After he was arrested, he refused to enter a plea of guilty or not guilty, and according to the law at the time, um, if you refuse to plead, you couldn't be tried. But to avoid people not not pleading and not being tried, um, they, the legal remedy was pressing. So this process consisted of prisoners being, being ironed. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Removing your wrinkles. <laughs> How old was he? 82. That could Just like pressing the seams. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh. Hey. This process consisted of prisoners being stripped naked, laid down, and heavy boards being laid on their bodies. Then rocks or boulders were placed on top of the plank of wood. Um, I've got a quote from a witness of pressing. So they described it as he will lie upon his back with his head covered and his feet, and one arm will be drawn to one quarter of the house with a cord, and the other arm to another quarter. And in the same manner, it will be done with his legs and let there be laid upon his body iron and stone as much as he can bear or more. Why does he have to be naked? <laughs> um, like, I, why is that a necessary part? Clothing is too... I think dignified. most of us like to see naked old men in public suffering. I think most of us... Horrific torture. Most of no? us is just you in oh, this shit. That's really strange. It's I, embarrassing for you to yeah. let that one slip out. Oh, God. How did I do that? <gasps> but seriously, oh. like, they've literally <laughs> said we've covered his head and his feet. Like, Yeah, no, those are, just, those are important. You don't want to see his face. Can't. You'd rather see his dick. Oh, apparently so. And his ass. So that was described. <laughs> that was just a general description of pressing. That was not this pressing. Okay. Because... Um, the, there's a bit later on that you'll hear about. Okay. Keep his suspense, like, the suspense <laughs> is great. Um, so his pressing started on September 17th, and after two days of torture, he died. His wife, Martha, was hanged three days later. Mm. We were rooting for Martha. Yeah, she needed something better. 
Um, so the brutality of his death has been credited with turning the public against the trials and helping and uh, initiate the end of them. Well, Probably the brutality of his death was related to how much of a dickhead he was. I don't know. Rhea, Rhea's really turned on her child. <laughs> yeah. Rhea really feels... Well, the no, strong I just think that's okay. He's just this kind of man who's like, oh yeah, they're totally going to accuse my wife. She's totally a witch. Yeah, no, take her away. What a bitch. Yeah, get yeah. rid of her. And then they come and accuse you. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, what? No, I'm not a witch, obviously. And Jesus neither's my Christ. wife. She's great. I take it back. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was mistaken. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, historians believe he refused to enter a plea as a way of stopping his estate being confiscated by the Crown, um, but according to historian Chadwick Hansen, oh, Chadwick. Oh, that is a great oh. name, much of his property has had already been seized. I can hear the overbite. <laughs> oh my god. I can oh. hear a dynamic hero. Can you? Yeah. Chadwick Hansen. Dr. Oh, yeah. Chadwick Hansen. Oh, you made him a doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an adventurer. Okay, oh. Oh, are they, they normal <laughs> doctors of archaeology? Fuck, are you're you, just going off Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. I think you might be slightly confused there. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm just making everything better. That's what it is. Not confused. It's just making everything better. <laughs> you keep drinking your tiny wines. <laughs> so he said um, he believed his death was a protest against the methods of the court because it's unusual for the people to refuse to plead and extremely rare to find reports of people who've been able to endure pressing in silence. But since he refused to plead, the remains of his estate went to his two sons-in-law. Oh. Because he didn't plead. Um, and all of the villagers watched his execution and a witness said, in the pressing, Giles Corey's tongue was pressed out of his mouth. Oh. Oh, that's pretty horrendous. The sheriff, oh, with his cane, forced it in again. Oh, how, what, oh, why? Why are you like this? But also, just to, to go back to the point of everyone going to watch, like, what else are they gonna do? Like, no this, TV. there's no TV, there's no, you know, amazing weekly podcasts, there's no, there's no nothing, there's no YouTube videos, like. They're embroidering back yeah, then, weren't they? They could've been doing this shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and chatting away. But yeah, they'd probably be accused of witchcraft whilst they were embroidering, talking about, you know, devilry. I just, I f don't you find it so bizarre that they'll talk about witchcraft and unacceptable things that those people are doing, but it's perfectly acceptable to all stand around and watch somebody die. Quite horrifically, by this count. A lot more death back then. Yeah. A lot more visible. Yeah, so you'd think they'd be bored of it. Oh. Yeah, but then you've got exciting, you know, tongues oh, this, popping this, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, Unexpected. Well, this, this one's being crushed. Gonna <laughs> go see that. You go for the last words, don't you? Um, so, as the rocks were stacked on him and the sheriff demanded he plead guilty, Giles simply responded, more weight. <gasps> oh. oh! That is such a 16th century, no, 15th century middle finger, isn't it? Like, <laughs> more weight, sir. But... Don't feel too bad for him because Excuse I've got a story of him being a total bastard. Okay, good. That yeah. makes it feel slightly better. Don't end really sad. So when he was 65, he was on trial for allegedly beating to death one of his indentured farm workers, uh, Jacob Goodale. So I also looked up indentured, which is like kind of slavery, but not quite. Yeah. But, <laughs> but importantly, nothing to do with teeth, <laughs> which is kind of what I thought when you said indentured. <laughs> 
he didn't chew his food for it. <laughs> um, so according to witnesses, Giles had severely beaten Jacob with a stick after he was allegedly caught stealing apples from Giles's brother-in-law. And though Giles eventually sent him to receive medical attention, ten days later, he died. That's so after. weird, because, like, if I ignore a medical issue for ten days... <laughs> it always gets better. Yeah, always. Yeah. Always. Like, that never had any... Well... Which... Hey, she's a yeah. witch. Tis a witch. Yeah, maybe, but like, shh, All right, keep it on the down low. But since corporal punishment was permitted against indentured servers, so that none of that is the words. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can beat your servant. Yeah, because you're allowed to beat your servant. Oh, hello. Um, he was exempt from murder and instead was charged with using unreasonable force. Yeah. Um, well, that seems fair. And yeah. he was found guilty and fined. And I tried to look up how much it was, but apparently it was just a small fine. Ah. So, do so, we care that he got squished? Less um, so maybe now, not, perhaps. Maybe not. It's not like that poor four-year-old who had, like, how much money to get out? Yeah, £50. Like, £6,000. Did she ever leave prison? She, someone paid her bail. Oh, they did? Whatever it is. Was she, like, from a wealthy family? No, so um, Sarah, her mother, part of the reason she was accused was because they were very poor and her mother had to beg people for help, but she didn't receive the help modestly enough. You know, she resented having to beg instead of being, like, humble and... So that's kind of why she was accused of being a witch. I don't. I tried to see where they got the money to get the the child out, but mm. I couldn't. Because I, I wonder if she's still on bail now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, afterwards they got like people got released. But so the, that was in December of the same year. Oh, oh no, thank you, Bo. No, thank you, Bo. That's my dog, Bo. Just saying hi. Not happy about the bail bonded four year old. No. Bo, Bo, has, Bo is a very strong political activist. Um, he's only eight months old? He's only eight months old, but he, you know, he knows what's right. He's got opinions. Yeah. And he's not afraid to voice them. He's five and a half months as well, so. Oh. Oh, well, then, <laughs> you know, that's fine. I know so many activists who are five months old. Cool. I don't. Just weird brag, sorry. <laughs> weird. You say brag, I say lie. <laughs> I just want to look cool for my friends. <laughs> I know so many five-year-olds. Every single one of them listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, right. That was his gross story. Thanks. So I covered mainly two people, and one of them was a dude, but I wanted to highlight that there were not a lot of dudes getting tried for fucking witchcraft. I felt I'd need to make that point. Um, so an estimated 75 to 85% of those accused were women. What? I am um, shocked that we are being persecuted. Yeah. Uh, just in the like witch trials in general, and it was 78% in Salem. So overall, the Puritan belief and prevailing New England culture was that women were inherently sinful and more susceptible to damnation than men were, and that the Puritans held the belief that men and women were equal in the eyes of God, but not in the devil, and that women's souls were seen as unprotected in their weakened and rebel bodies. Ah. And it was also about, which I mentioned earlier, women not conforming to the norms of Puritan society more likely to be the target of an accusation, especially if you were unmarried or didn't have children. So So we're all a bunch of witches. Is this a habit? Yes, I is think this so. A habit? Yes, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. 
Um, oh, that's so annoying. Yeah. Annoying, uh, probably. I completely regret this colour. <laughs> we persecuted for hundreds of years. Rhea doesn't Rhea's like the colour of her man's skull. <laughs> well, look what I've done. I can't. It's a podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I've done it. I don't like it. The pinky colour? No, the, the dark bit on the chin. Yeah. That looks fine. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> So I'm the nice one, apparently. That's weird. Look, she's going to carry on if we tell her it's nice. And Do you know what will make you feel better, Rhea? No. Telling us a story after Nina's finished. Yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I read the tone of Nina's face there and she has not finished. It was shocked. No, so I've kind of, I finished my story, but I just want to talk about feminist stuff. <laughs> Okay, yeah, go for it. Because that was a lot of the, uh, the rabbit holes that I went down. Cool, because if there are any men here, we can alienate them too. <laughs> Jokes, because real feminism is about equality. True that. Ooh. True that. Um, so I got into loads of feminist writing, and I did stumble on a couple of gems that I wanted to mention, particularly this one. So in 1992, Pat Robertson quite famously said, the feminist agenda is not about equal rights for women. It is about a socialist, anti-family political movement that encourages women to leave their husbands. And I was like, this sounds fucking great. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm into. And then it went on to say, kill their children, practice witchcraft, destroy capitalism, and become lesbians. And I went back to who Pat Robertson was, and he's a Christian conservative televangelist. And what I want to say to him is, why is become lesbians last? Yeah, Why yeah, are you and killing your children? It's an interesting order. Yeah. Mm. No, yeah. absolutely. Controversial order. I mean, 85% of it is good stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, just, if we didn't have to kill our children, yeah. like, the rest of it, I'm I pretty mean, okay. That's why, that's why he's, we're he's in charge. Yeah. Apart from the kill their children bit. Just don't have them. There you go. Um, and finally, I wanted to finish on uh, an amazing quote I found. Um, so it was in an article... Um, and it's a quote from Melissa Nearman, who is a practicing witch in Salem. Currently. She has like a little witch shop. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I know. So she said, the term witch is really taking back a term that's been used by patriarchy to persecute thousands of people and mostly women across time. The witch has been bound up historically with misogyny and fear of women. So for some, identifying as a witch is essentially a political act. And that is why I'm a witch, everybody. Nice. That's oh, why I call this is your a witch all the time. coming out podcast. It's because I just think it's like a fuck you. Yeah. And that is my end. Sin of witches. I really enjoyed that. Yes, Cam thank you. I really it's enjoyed it. Good when it. you actually do the homework instead of just reading off a website. <laughs> Are you next? Uh, mm-hmm. I guess. If you're happy to. For sure. Okay, so let me just bring up my notes. Yeah. Rhea made the slideshow. <laughs> you know you're in for a fun time when you have to bring up the notes in the slideshow. Well, okay, so... I just like the idea of it. A podcast slideshow. But, but there's no pictures. Let me mock you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, uh, oh, did you do it in a Word document? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's just, for me, it's easier because it's, like, just separate... Sections. I got you, I got you. Um, but yes, it, it is slightly funny. And okay, so I was practicing this last night with Will, and he said maybe not 16 slides. So. <laughs> Thanks, Will. <laughs> so, guys. Yes. I want to tell you some things. Okay. How many, how many slides? 
So, like, there's eight slides. Oh my god! You can't oh wow, that's like a fifty percent cull. That's yeah, brutal. no, because some of them I copied and then pasted into the notes section of other slides. <laughs> oh right, you didn't delete them. So you essentially just squidged sixteen <laughs> slides together. No, I, I, I have actually. But also, yes. I swear to God, I, I did delete some of them, okay. and I'm not going to say all of the words on the slides. What I'm going to talk to you today about is witchcraft and folk magic in Mali. Ooh. Amazing. Ooh. So Mali is a country in West Africa. It is surrounded by countries like Burkina Faso, Nigeria, Senegal, Algeria, and there might be some others in there because uh, there might well be, but those are the ones I remember. It's very dry. Um, it's a very landlocked country, and if you were to look at it on a map, you would say, huh, that looks a little bit like a misshapen bow tie. Um, <laughs> so that's a little bit of context there. So I'm going to start um, by talking about the death market in Bamako, the capital city. So the death market... <laughs> Nina's eyes literally just lit up, like, <laughs> where is this? Well, Can I'm I go? Like, how, how to react? Don't know what this is. How to react to this? Selling dead people? Probably mm. sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hold, hold on, hold on. Um, let me say it again, death market. The death market is situated in front of the parliamentary building in Bamako. Basically, it's huge. It's this huge area of stalls. So this is uh, something that's reflected all across the country. So um, the people who run these stalls are called marabouts or witch doctors. And these are people uh, with, uh, say, a magical spiritual quality to them. And they will be practicing some form of animism, which is basically um, using the, the animals have and creatures and places have a spiritual quality to them and that you can harness that spiritual quality and use it um, in a spell or a potion or what have you. Um, so I'll give you some examples of some of the things that you can buy in the death market. You can buy cowrie shells for divination. Don't know what that is. So cowrie shells, they're like little, like you might have seen them on um, African things. Sorry. African they're, things? Yeah, like... Um, can you narrow that down for us a little bit, Ria? So it's... it's jewelry? Really, used in jewelry or...? Yeah, it could be used in jewelry. Sometimes there's the image of cowrie shells in prints. Yeah. Um, sometimes they're stitched onto mud cloth. Sometimes they're stitched onto other things. Sometimes they're stitched onto hats. Okay, sometimes so to like musical instruments. Yeah, exactly. And so you can get those and you would throw those and be able to read them if you were someone who could read them. But obviously I can't. Like runes, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, you can also buy lizard blood, which could be used as a love potion or to ensure fidelity uh, in your partner, which is an interesting uh, concept because uh, men in Mali can marry up to four wives if they can afford it. So, you know, your, your fidelity... Uh, but you've within... got to be faithful to those four wives. Yeah, that's right. No that's five right. wives. Don't don't get yourself a girlfriend as well as four wives. <laughs> um, I mean, who's got the time? I've uh, yeah, Molly and men apparently. Um, so you can also buy the left hand of a monkey to ha hang in your house as like a fetish to bring power to your house. 
Uh, you could get the brain of a hyena for prosperity. Does fetish have a different... The, do I not know what fetish means? Um, so like, Is there a different definition? Yeah. Uh, I can't go into it right now. Okay. Because I, I, I honestly can't remember how to describe it, but like a fetish I think would be, yeah, like these objects that you would then use for a particular right. ritual purpose. Okay, okay. Um, Just asking oh, hard questions. Oh, because there's that show, did you watch the show that was about different sports and different cultures? And there was yeah. like the wrestling fetish and it was like witchcraft. Yeah. That was super cool. I don't, it, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It was super interesting. Yeah, it was super cool. I want to do it. Uh, <laughs> can I join? Um, so you can also get like a rabbit head and you would place that in hot water, like uh, a tea to cure headaches and nosebleeds. Or like you're in that film, Fatal Attraction. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's probably what she was trying to do. Like he probably had a headache and then she was like, oh, I know what can help you with that headache. And then, but she went too far. She put the whole rabbit in. The whole rabbit in, so it didn't work. It didn't work. I was like, that's why those two didn't work out. I know it. And sometimes you just get so embarrassed <laughs> that you like did it wrong that you just you can't quite explain. So it. embarrassed that you boiled a whole rabbit. <sighs> just oh, yeah. I mean, we all we can all relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> Nina's looking very sad now because she has a pet rabbit called Monty. I love bunnies. Yeah. I've never seen that film. I'm talking about it. I've never seen it because if I yeah, see yeah, you need to yeah. not see that. Film. Everyone talks about that film. Uh, I, I, I maybe have seen it. I don't know. I can't remember anything, guys. But don't say anything because you know spoilers. <laughs> it's only been thirty years. People might not have seen it. <laughs> uh, you can also get bats' teeth for teething babies. And you can buy. I bet that teeth is so small. Mm. Oh. And you the can... teething babies. What? Yeah, I don't teeth? know because like babies are teething and, and bats have teeth. And bats have teeth. Like that's <laughs> yeah, that makes sense in that like it's a thing that is the same but different. Um, and then there are grigris. So grigris are like little leather pouches where um, your marabout would. Um, write like a little bit of uh, text in Arabic and then wrap that up in the little pouch and then that would be worn on the body somewhere. So to like, like a spell? Yeah, like a charm, I suppose. Right, okay. um, and, and you might place the grigri in like various animal heads before giving it to the wearer to like bring uh, fertility, love or luck, depending. I think if you put a grigri in a dog's head, that uh, ensures Fertility. Sadness. Sadness. Yeah. Sadness. <laughs> Absolutely sadness all round. So um I did put like Mali in a little bit of context, but um I just want to say it, it's a post-colonial country. So it was colonized by the French in 1892 and it became independent in 1960. And I read like a few sort of different So not long ago. That's yeah, no, it's short. That's not a lot of yeah, no, it's it's not a lot of time to get colonialising. Not a lot of colonial then. No, and Mali had like a, a pretty, like actually amazing history. Like in the 13th century, they were, um, it was the Malian Empire. They'd spread sort of, you know, throughout West Africa and become quite large and, and quite powerful and rich as a country. Like they were a hub of trade and education, particularly in Timbuktu. So this was 
you know, they've got this long sort of like glorious history. And then of course they were colonized and, and being colonized kind of means that you get that like bureaucracy, like put in from above and then it sort of breeds corruption. It, it breeds all these sort of difficulties. So actually once, um, Mali uh, stopped being um, run by France, essentially, it, it then, it can usually lead to a, a rise in poverty, a rise in civil unrest, and a rise in belief of, in witchcraft. Mm. So it, these things sort of come together. Um, and it's partly because of the rise in poverty that then people would turn to witch doctors at these stalls because they can't afford Western medicine and these kind of things. And all the like fear grows. Yeah, exactly. And fear of uh, unknown people grows. So like people, strangers coming into Same. town. Yeah, exactly. Mass hysteria. Um, or just in, hysteria. There was another thing I read uh, about a young girl who was going to become the fourth wife of, of a quite well-off man, but he was very old, and so he died. And the local marabout decided to accuse this young girl oh. of having killed him through witchcraft. But she was going to marry him. Um, well, she already married him, but oh, then right. she was ostracized by her family and isolated, so. That's not a nice story. No, it's not, I'm sorry. Uh, let's move on. So the last tale that I'm going to talk about... Um, is also, it happy? It, yeah, props no. Um, <laughs> Good, just so we know that Dean is definitely going to be disappointed. Yeah, sauce guys. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, are there happy tales of witchcraft? I mean, potentially the more modern ones. I don't know. I mean, I'm talking about modern tales. I feel like mine were horrible, but, you know... I put some nice bits in there. I'm, I'm just going to read out the plot of the craft. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> because it's a great film. It's not a happy film. It's a great film. She's I, kind I of happy love the end. craft. I think that's yeah, great. The weirdos. Yeah. Oh, that should have been the name of the podcast. We are the weirdos. Damn it! <laughs> it's not too late. Yeah, no it's, one's it's not this. too late. Mm. I mean, we. Well, that could be our. We could retroactively. Yeah. Retroactively. Change retrospectively. Yes, it's a retrospective. A retroactively retrospect. Yes. Let's stop. Okay. Um, Let's hear another horrendous story. Oh, this, this story is great. In fact, uh, Nina, you might have heard this story before. So, um, you are a, you're a miserable get, Nina. You might have heard about this before. So, this tale uh, is back in Ferramuna where the um, latrines were built. And um, this story actually involves the headmaster of the school. Um, so one evening, late at night, uh, I and my friend were um, sat outside smoking cigarettes by lamplight. I and my. I and my friend. Me and thee. Thou and thee. Um, anyway, we were sat there, we were smoking cigarettes. Um, which did you smoke? I did, whilst I was in Mali. Uh, I used that, to smoke many years ago. And that was about it. Um, about seven. Yeah, I was, yeah. When you were seven? When I was here, when I was seven, it was a hard life. <laughs> anyway, we were we were smoking, and and uh, Sogoba, the headmaster of the local school, came by, um, and he um, you know sat with us, and we were talking to him about the the labourer and his swollen hand, and him going to see a witch doctor, and we were like, look, you know, magic's not real, none of that could work. And so 
So he was like, oh really? Well, I'll tell you some tales. So he sat with us, he, he lit up his cigarette that seemed to just go to this long ash, like all night and never fall. And he had this sort of- He was a witch. Stretched smile. And um, by the lamplight, honestly, it was, it was kind of creepy. And he, he told us some tales that I don't recall. Um, and this one, which I, I hopefully have recalled um, I remember more or less correctly. Yeah, um, I don't remember the story. I mean, I want you guys to bear in mind that this was in Barmborough and a really long time ago. And you were high on cigarettes. Yeah, I was high on cigarettes. Is the fact that you were in Barnborough really important? Because you're like, I want you to remember that geographically I was No, here. no, no, that's language. Oh. It was in the Barnborough language. Oh, oh what an ignoramus. Yeah. <laughs> you should have made that point, Rhea. Sorry. You thought you were just fucking bragging about where you've been. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, I already said I was in Ferramuna, in Mali. So I couldn't possibly be in Bambara. Uh, but the Bambara language, which is actually Bamanankang, uh, if we're going to speak it. So you uh, weren't in it, you were speaking it. Yes, we were speaking in Bambara. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so forgive me if I've, I've got lots of points wrong, but all, obviously all of you will be able to, to check. Um, so Write in, let us know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That'll be fun. If, yeah, if you've met Sogaba, if you could ask him, that would be great. Um, so he said that before he moved to Ferramuna, um, he had an incident with a witch. Uh, his son uh, one day was out um, cycling with his friends and fell in such a way that he managed to break both of his arms. Mm. So it, already, Sogaba's like, that's a witch. A witch has done that. Oh, right. Okay. Like, I'm pretty sure my fiance's brother did that, <laughs> going over the front of his bike. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Sogaba was convinced that you, you shouldn't get that bad a break from a bicycle incident. Anyway, he um, takes his son. It's a bit judgy, isn't it? <laughs> I know, I know. I know. So Sogaba takes his son um, to the local hospital, and they actually, you know, they wrap it up in casts, um, and they keep it in casts for the requisite amount of time. I have actually Googled that most breaks are kept in casts between four to 12 weeks. Yeah. So I don't know how long his son kept them in casts, but they were kept in casts for probably that amount of time. Somewhere between four and 12. Yes. So they go back uh, and they open up the casts, and what they discover is that the arms have not healed and the breaks are still there in the forearms and that they will never heal because they have become false joints or non-union. Uh, so yeah, it's... Um, what does that mean, Ria? So it basically means it becomes like a, a little fake joint. Like it, it's just like... So I like his arm bends in two places. Yeah. Does it, <gasps> no, three places because you've it, got... Does it hurt? Can you... Presumably you can't control that shit and it's yeah. just your bones like grinding together. Yeah, I mean it probably does hurt. I, I don't know is the answer. I don't know if it hurts. I didn't investigate non-union any further than finding out the name. I've been yeah, I think, I think it probably away. just hurts. It, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, so it's, it's not going to heal now, basically. And, and this was the, the point at which I was like, are you sure? Because I didn't know about non-union at the time. I didn't know that that was possible yeah. to to have breaks and not have them Neither do I. fuse. So just now. Um, so Sogobar is then completely convinced that it's a witch. Uh, you know, like, it, 
it should have healed. It didn't. It was a, a freakish break, though probably not actually that freakish. And he goes to his local witch doctor. Um, and the witch doctor says that he will help him, obviously, for a sum of money, mm. uh, which Sogaba did not tell me. So I don't know how much money he spent with the witch doctor. But the witch doctor discovered that the, the witch who had um, cursed Sogaba's son and his family was this old woman in the village. How did he find that out? I, I guess by divining it. Right, okay. Um, so or, like found or, out, yeah. quotation marks. Found out, quotation marks. Look, it's this old lady in the village. It's always an old lady, isn't it? Yeah. Or a young when, lady. When it's, or a lady. Plain, yeah. Yeah. When you're making money, doing good stuff. Yeah, it's never. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So um, what the witch doctor, sorry, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but um, it, it's also believed that uh, witches can take on the forms of animals. Um, so this witch uh, apparently took on the form of a cat and the witch doctor was able to trap her oh. in the form of a cat and kill the cat. Oh. Oh. So what happened when he was walking down the street and he saw that, that witch? Um, like, all alive. like, I don't know. That's so that's what he told you while he yeah. was slightly in the shadows, staring at you with this creepy cigarette. Yeah, yeah. So there was there was an incredible tale, but yeah, I think basically what he told me is that he paid a man to kill a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, on a final note, slightly related, um, there are still um, killings of people with um, differences in West African countries. And there are accusations of witchcraft, particularly to people with albinism um, and young people with unusual circumstances or disabilities. So vulnerable people. Yeah, very so vulnerable, vulnerable. Pe people. Um, and there are organisations that are working to end these accusations of witchcraft and improve education to, to help stop that. So there was a few um, sort of um, advocacy for alleged witches, which you can look up online, um, and sort of various humanist societies that are trying to reduce this. Um, that's amazing yeah so i mean if you can find those like you can just look them up but it's you know you can donate to those organizations and and they'll support people right well that's me done i very enjoyed that i have to say like it's a culture i know nothing about yeah um i'm very ignorant to it so hearing about that was really really interesting and it's quite scary that it's still very much going on today yeah, I think um, some of the things I read actually um, suggested that there's an increase in the belief in witchcraft mm. currently. Um, These I've, things increase in like rough economic. And yeah, so there's been a lot of famine in 2012. Uh, there's been a lot of civil unrest between the north and the south of Mali. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot, a lot still going on. So you can see why people need something to sort of turn to blame. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Right. Okay. Bear with me. I'm just going to tie off this bit of my amazing embroidery. Okay. So I'm going to get my laptop. Hang on. 
Edit all this sounds of me unplugging everything. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do dramatic pauses. Thank you for providing filler. You guys could see the strip show she was giving right now. <laughs> I mean, you are sat there in your bra, so. Uh, no, there's a top over it. Halfway there. Okay, so I'm top. ready. You guys buckled oh, in and ready for a tale? Yeah. Okay. So I spent quite a lot of time looking for like a really good witch story and I was trying to find something that was going to be, you know, scary, spooky and weird. The but things... then I did it instead. <laughs> yeah, all the things we love. But then, yeah, Nina did it. But also what I was tending to find more often than not was like what we've described today. You know, it was generally the persecution of people, mostly women, um, that the town didn't like. Normally vulnerable or isolated you know, just, just generally unpleasant and they were generally coerced and tortured into confessing to being a witch and then horrifically killed. I didn't mention the, uh, the coerced bit so much. Yeah, well, you did. Yeah, you did. I think so. That four-year-old didn't just volunteer it. Yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> well, know, four-year-old's like, like a lot she of shit. did, but just in a more like, I'm four and I don't know what I'm talking about kind of way. I'm four I'm, and I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Um, so anyway, so instead of focusing on kind of the victims of these situations, I thought that I would look at one of the mega dicks responsible for their execution. And he was actually responsible for at least 100 plus people and the deaths of 300 women. Mega dick. Yeah. So what I'm going to be talking about is Matthew Hopkins, the witch finder general. Oh, shit. Witch finder general. So we can be real fucking rude about him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, completely. This guy is oh, yeah. a cunt of the highest order. Okay, so what I want to do is give you guys a little bit of backdrop to the story. So in 1604, James I got Parliament to pass the witchcraft statute, and this ruled that witchcraft was a crime that was punishable by death. By all accounts, James apparently seems to be kind of obsessed with all things occult and weird shit, even bringing out a book called Demonology. Um, the book was endorsed and it basically really endorsed the idea of witch hunting and the idea that it was people's Christian duty um, to kind of find these witches and kill them. Um, I kind of chose to conclude from that that he would have been a fan of the podcast or he would have burned us all as witches. I feel it's like one or the other. Definitely burn us all as witches. Probably a bit of both. I, yeah, I, think, he... I think he's got some conflicting feelings. Yeah, but I think if we told him like we've got really exciting subjects coming up, we might have kept his interest. So he could have burned us at a later <laughs> Do you want to see our embroideries when they're finished? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, so anyway, but the king's interest in the occult and the fact that he published this book about how to recognise witches and all that kind of thing really spurred kind of an interest Make and fear legit. among the public. Yeah. yeah. And contributed towards the witch hysteria. So tying into Nina's story. Witch hysteria. And again, as you sort of touched on, this was supported um, by similar feelings across the channel and in mainland Europe. So this a whole idea of witches and kind of their persecution was starting to really gain some momentum. Um, while Matthew Hopkins doesn't come onto the scene until after James I's death, um, oh, which I noted down, he died of a violent attack of dysentery. <laughs> now, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but essentially I think that means he shat himself to death. <laughs> it's the violent part. Yeah, I don't yeah, want I, it to be violent. I really appreciate the violence. Yeah, violent dysentery. Um, poor James. Um, but maybe not poor James. James, he caused the death of a lot of people. Anyway, but I just kind of wanted to tell you that to give you an idea of what you know. It was you the fact that the so king you mentioned the discipline. Yeah, it was so I could talk about him shitting himself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just um, like Elvis. So in regard to, <laughs> was he, and he was eating a sandwich as well, wasn't he? I don't know if that's On the toilet? Oh my God. Well, if Living having, the dream. <laughs> I mean, if you're having a violent attack of dysentery, you I don't... know that I'd want to be on the toilet. <laughs> but would you want the snack? Uh, <laughs> this is exhausting. I'm going to just have a taco quickly and then get back to it. <laughs> we lost Rhea to dysentery. Oh, no. There might be just cackling, <laughs> cackling in the background for the next few minutes. Oh, okay, so I'm going to bring it back to Hopkins. So not an awful <laughs> lot is known about his early life. Um, he's thought to have been born around 1620 in Suffolk. Bullied. Bullied? Yeah. Well, we don't know. His father was a puritanical clergyman and a vicar. So you get the sense that he had it really drummed into him from an early age about what he should be doing and, you know, all these kinds of things. He had older brothers, James, John and Thomas. So we're getting a real biblical sense here. Yeah, or tank engines. Can I just <laughs> interrupt you? <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> or his family. No one can say for sure. Trains. <laughs> Wait, does that mean Thomas the tank engine is really religious? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, the fact control is God. <laughs> God is Ringo Starr. <laughs> and alienating yet more people. Can I um, <laughs> just interrupt you? Because yeah. when I was doing this, Puritan names are the best fucking thing. Okay. Someone I found, his name was Increase. And I just found it. I'll, I'll read you a list of Puritan Increase names. Jones? I think it was Mathers or something? Increase Mathers. Yeah, no, that's um, great. Isn't it that's great? great? Yeah, I enjoy that. I'll find, I'll find a list for next time because... Can you imagine if I was increased Bothwell? <laughs> okay, so where were we at? Yeah, puritanical clergyman father, who's a vicar, three older brothers, James, John and Thomas. His father died in 1634, so when Hopkins was 14. And he left his sons with some inheritance money. And in 1644, um, Hopkins moved to Manningtree in Essex and bought an inn there. So there are differing reports um, about what he was doing at the time, but some say that he was trained as a lawyer and this became obvious because of how he conducted himself in trials and the way that he spoke. It was presumed that he had a background um, or at least an education. Like, as a like when he keeps saying things like, I object. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And she's a witch, everybody listen to me. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, you know, th there was that. Some reports also referred to him as being an impoverished lawyer with a strong puritanical background. That uh, apparently, just sounds like the worst combination. You know he's an arsehole, don't you? Yeah. Um, that's, that's is he maybe also a drunk? I mean, let's, let's wait and see. Okay. Um, <laughs> that he, sounds like a yes. <laughs> he apparently, it was recorded that he seemed to see it as his mission to destroy anything to do with the works of the devil. I mean, so you know. there's a lot of self-importance right there. Yeah. Um, also, he's 24, which no. I appreciate back then is probably the equivalent of 55. But still, like that's a, you know, being that sure of yourself and being that hateful. I think it's quite impressive at that age. What a dick. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you've got to appreciate when people are confident in themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when it leads to the death of a lot of women, I don't Confidence, know. Confidence, yeah. Puritan name. Um, no, yes. that's, that's far These not, are my that's children. Not Confidence and increase. <laughs> Both very shy. <laughs> oh, but there are names like silence as well. Yeah, silence. Mm. Credence. Oh, I like that. Love it. But Love thinking it. about it, 
Well, I'm going to have a kid just to call them silence. <laughs> silence! <laughs> silence! Speak up, I can't hear you. <laughs> okay, so the rumour that about how he actually started his career was because in 1644, when he's in Manningtree, he overheard some women discussing their meeting with the devil, and he felt that there were a lot of local witches. So he found a local man called John Stern who was working as a witch finder um, and John Stern took him on to be his assistant. John coincidentally had accused several people of being witches and this ah. is what led to the Chelmsford trials in 1645. That's interesting. So, so he was a successful witch finder. Yes because he made all his own business. <laughs> That's a witch you want me to find out for sure? Okay, so the role of a witch finder wasn't actually to prove that they'd committed any acts of witchcraft per se, um, you know, things that would have resulted in bad fortune, injury or death, um, but actually it was to prove that they had made a covenant with the devil. Mm. Prior to the statute of witchcraft being brought in by James, generally when people were found were accused of witchcraft crimes, they were just tried in the same way that another crime would be. So for example, if they oh, think that they bewitched okay. a cow and it had died, you'd get the same offence as someone who had slaughtered or stolen a cow. Right. Um, spoiler alert, it's generally always still death. Um, oh. But different death. Um, I love different death. I, I was like, that sounds fair enough. And until steal a cow, you die. Yeah, well, exactly. So, um, because heresy was viewed as the greatest crime and sin because it was a, a you know, puritanical society um, and that the devil was unlikely to confess, it was necessary to gain a confession from the human involved. So what Hopkins and Stern would but do... But isn't the devil in them, talking through them? No, no, they're cavorting with them. Right. You know, having some sex with them, getting familiars, getting some powers. Getting on them teats. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um... So how they would, how Hopkins and Stern would uncover the covenants of the devil and the witchcraft, um, and you know, kind of find out these witchcraft, whether they were, <laughs> how they would <laughs> uncover you the covenants of the devil. Um, and witchcraft, they used methods of torture, which technically was unlawful at the time, but probably excused given the nature of their work. Um, James... And the fact that these women were kind of seen as subhuman. James was all about getting them witches. He'd set, yeah, he'd set the example of we can do whatever we can to weed them out of our society. Right. So different methods of torture they'd use. They'd use sleep deprivation, skin pricking to see if they bled, water ducking, where suspects were tied to a chair and thrown into water, and all those who floated were considered to be witches. Although, interestingly, he had to stop using the water ducking, as legally it couldn't be used without receiving the victim's permission first. So if you didn't agree to be tied to a chair and chucked into a river, it was illegal to do that to you. So that test what was a... abandoned in 1645. <laughs> what a, what a nuts thing! This, I know. That's incredible. They're like, oh yeah, we'll do all these other things and we'll cut bits off of you and we'll cut off hands for this, that and the other. We'll do this, we'll crush you under stones and wooden stones. But throwing you in a pond tied to a chair is a bit far. So we'll only do that if you tell us expressly that we can. So anyway. I agree, that is too far. Yeah. So as a result of that, the test got abandoned because it was seen that nobody said, yeah, sure, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Crack on, mate. Because everyone was like, 
That's that's cool. I, oh, I, I'm I still going to go to the bakery actually. Can I um, tomorrow? Yeah, come back another time. Um, <laughs> don't have any chairs. We're poor. Yeah. Anyway, so the other thing Just that they did. Chuck you into the pond on straw. <laughs> Normally I just sit on some straw. Ah. On that. Um, so the other thing that they would do is look for the devil's mark. So this was a mark that all witches or sorcerers were thought to possess um, that was said to be kind of dead to all feelings. So it wouldn't bleed and they wouldn't necessarily feel it. Later reports have said that these were quite possibly just moles, birthmarks, or extra nipples. Someone also put or breasts. Supernumerary nipples! So or, just or, a just a boob. Or breasts. It might just be like you've got tits, you're probably a witch. I mean to be Patriot fair, me. that, that sounds that sounds accurate. Yeah. yeah. What I really enjoy is that if the suspected witch didn't have any visible marks, they could try and start uncovering invisible ones. Oh, how yeah. do you uncover that? Just poking it. Yeah, just poking anywhere, and looking for a spot that doesn't bleed. So those people were called witch prickers, um, and <laughs> they yeah. would. I think that title is very suitably placed for them, um, and they would prick the accused with knives, needles, um, generally sharp objects, um, and this was normally after they'd been shaved. Oh. So they would shave just to make sure you didn't have any secret witch marks in your pubes or on your head. Oh, Very decrease. I've had such a busy day at work, prodding people continuously. Shaving people. Shaving. Um, and the reason that they looked for this mark, they thought that it was a clue because they presumed that the witch's familiar would suckle from it. Um, in the same way that a baby drinks milk from a nipple. That is something you would presume. But, yeah. I mean, that's the obvious. That's the obvious That's thing. why. She's got tits. Yeah. Probably feeding something with them. <laughs> Suckling. Might be feeding the bat. Um, that baby she just had, nah, she's probably feeding that bat in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that does make the most sense. Of the 23 women accused in the Cheltenham trials, four died in prison and 19 were convicted and hanged. So all of them ended up dead. There are some differing accounts which say that four people were eventually acquitted because there was no proof. Um, but that was several years later. And again, those reports differ. So I thought I'd give you a little example of one of the witches um, from Cheltenham who's accused, just to kind of give you an idea of how tenuous these things were. So this was Elizabeth Gooding, uh, wife of Robert Gooding. And this is from April, 1645. So she'd been named as an accomplice by another woman who had been tortured into confessing that she was a witch. Mm. Normally when that happens, a, those women were being forced to give the names of other people to make the torture or the, you know, help confessing stop. Yeah. Um, but normally it, it wasn't a good sign if you were named as a potential witch. But also Robert Taylor, who owned a shop, accused Gooding of killing one of his horses. And the reason for this being that he was selling cheeses in his shop and she was denied the cheese that she wanted to purchase and apparently she muttered under her breath. <gasps> um, I don't know about any of you, but when people deny me cheese, it brings me out in a slightly grumpy state, so I probably would have muttered. In your case, vegan cheese, really. But yeah, cheese is important. I get where she's coming from. Anyway, the same night, one of Taylor's horses fell ill and died. So it was obviously because of cheese-eating gooding, bewitching the horse. <laughs> cheese-eater. So that's to give you an example of the kind of accusations and evidence that yeah. they were faced with. Basically nothing. Yeah. So what happened at this point is that Hopkins and Stern worked together and used 
the success, air quotation marks, of the Cheltenham trials to travel about and basically offer their services to towns. Uh, this is the point where he also bestowed upon himself the title of Witchfinder General. Mm. Like he was never given that title by Parliament or anyone. He just took that. And then because he carried it around so confidently and went to these towns. And to because get help, no one else had it into well, it. No one else had it before, right? Yeah, yeah, it would seem. Yeah. Should we podcast gen generals? Podfinder generals? The Podfinder generals? The queens of podcasts of all the world? Do you think that will make us people if people believe make it? our podcast more successful? We've just gotta just gotta go for the biggest This is the bed pod bed. Best podcast in the world. I like the idea of a bed podcast. <laughs> Side note, let's park that, come back to it later. Anyway, so let me keep telling you about Hopkins and Stern. So they were accompanied by some women who performed the pricking, because obviously it would be a bit inappropriate for them to be pricking. Well, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> um, they were travelling around with eastern England. They claimed to be officially commissioned by Parliament to uncover and prosecute witches. Oh, Although, so again, they were just it was lying. just never... Just, just self-promoted. Just lying. Um, and they were incredibly well paid for their work. So he stated that his fees were to maintain his company and the three horses um, and that generally he took 20 shillings a town. However, records at one place, in, well, in Stone Market, show that the cost to the town were £23, which was the equivalent of £3,800. Mm. Gosh. Plus his travelling expenses. I wonder what his motivation was. Can you imagine? Also, there were lots of rumours about the pricking instruments that were used being retractable blades. So obviously when they'd go to prick a witch, it would retract oh, in right. so that she would have no idea that she was being pricked in that I area. Didn't think so we were gonna make... say penis. <laughs> retractable. Retractable. Not retractable, not retractable, just the pricking instruments were penis. <laughs> no, they weren't well, I mean, quite who knows? They were they were bad people. Um there aren't it's so far that I've come across stories like that. But essentially there's a lot of wondering if they were just trying to cash in and finding which like a retractable blade in the 1600s is quite an advanced piece of technology it's i mean it's how it's do crafting. they make springs i think springs have been around for a while right and tell us guys okay cool so anyway so basically we can presume that as well as being incredibly puritanical and judgmental he was also a con man so that's fun yeah. um so yeah, lots of towns were actually and local communities were having to raise taxes um, in order to include kind of the cost of having um, witch finders come in to get rid of the witches from their town. This is again part of that hysteria. Um, so that as soon as people started to be accused, they'd have to get the witch finders in. Mm -hmm. um, and people are getting pissed off because their taxes are getting raised. Yeah. And... yeah. However, um, what we have is that in around 1648, um when after 80 people throughout new england were accused of practicing witchcraft um and of those like 15 women and two men were executed using the methods employed some of which were used during the salem witch trials as well um people started to go this isn't right so that story that you were talking about about was it giles corey who was pressed yeah. to death yeah so things like that people when they watch to go, the, when they get to see the gruesomeness they're like mm. yeah and i think they started to see it for what it was that people were taking advantage perhaps of the situation and that people were being named so that people themselves could escape witchcraft also yeah. for grudges yeah um, obviously you've got a um you know plays like uh arthur miller's the crucible 
which although that's actually about um oh god what's it really about giles Corey's death is in that is it yes yes she it, is I've yeah never fucking seen it. yeah um adultery adultery no i think as in it's actually the play itself is is to talk about the power of rumors and it uses the it uses the the setting of this that you have you know people making these claims and actual the repercussions that come of this were, were enormous i didn't realize Leah was responding to that i thought she was just saying <laughs> same words you just, you just thought i was just like <laughs> adultery yeah names for our podcast <laughs> um so in really great news and this surprised me quite a lot he retired in 1647 so bearing in mind he only started doing this in 1644 during which time he managed to kill a good 300 plus people yeah um, he retired in 1647 and then died of pleural tuberculosis plural yeah more than one but so many tuberculosi tuberculosis <laughs> <laughs> um, i think that means it's lung related yeah. All um, right. Yes. Yeah, so suspecting <laughs> the conspiracy, but I like the idea that he had seven and a half tuberculosis. This is uh, this podcast. The aim of this podcast is to educate me on um, vocabulary, vocabulary, and words. Um, so yeah. So he's actually died, and that puts him at around the age. So if they think he was born in 1620, he was likely 27 when he died, which Suck seems incredible. Which for me, again, just still seems incredibly young. Um, to achieve all the horrendous things that he had. Yeah, when um, you put in the time. Yeah. And you make the effort, you get results. He has later acquired an evil reputation. So, you know, whereas for a while there was the, the, the notion that he was going around and doing good, it seems quite quickly afterwards that he became a bit of a kind of like boogeyman. Um, and uh, a historian, Russell Hope Robbins, said that he acquired an evil reputation, which in later days made his name synonymous with finger man or informer paid by authorities to commit perjury finger so the man. general view yeah, is finger man, we finger can... man. Finger finger man. man. worst superhero <laughs> <laughs> um, look it's it's finger man but he was there basically to point the finger and make his own business and cash in on that yeah um he was a cock obviously he's become quite an enjoyable character in terms of you know you've had the um films made of uh the witchfinder general um who did that film real i don't know i don't is even... it a hammer horror honestly I, I haven't seen it but anyway yeah there are some really fun rumors that came about of his death um at the time people said that there were quite pleasing legends about him being accused of witchcraft himself and then failing his own swimming test <laughs> <laughs> and being executed as a witch but unfortunately the parish registry at Mistletee where he's Missily? Missily um, where he's buried kind of confirms that he's there and therefore it's suggested that he's had he's got the body there so it's unlikely that he was burned at the stake um, oh yeah also they buried witches like elsewhere didn't they like they'd have unmarked graves oh but yeah probably. like along with the suicides well I presume as well if lots of them were oh I suppose lots were hanged as well I was thinking lots were burned and where you were. So anyway, so yeah. I had and even with burning, sorry, the, the no, bones. Burn. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think you'll find those bones, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, so that is the story of Matthew Hopkins, the Witchfinder General. So in actual fact, not that mysterious and weird, just a bit of a cock cashing in yeah. on local hysteria under the guise of being very puritanical. I do like his title though. 
the Witchfinder General. Yeah. It sounds quite cool. It is. I've got a picture of him here as well, and it's brilliant. He looks ever so sassy. Uh, you guys can't <laughs> see it at home, though. But isn't oh, he sassy? Yeah, it's the no, one on his Wikipedia page. It's, it's that, that is yeah. very Look sassy. It's kind of sassy, but also caught mid-creep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's got his hand on his hip, and he's a bit like... Oh, hi. You just caught me in my best ruffles. He's like, oh, gentle viewer, I didn't see you there. <laughs> I was just about to go finger some witches. Oh, oh don't say that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, oh Um You're a horrendous. Yeah. Let's... I think that's a good ending. Yeah, I think that's probably the note to finish on. Yeah. So yeah, this is an example of how we're going to be doing these podcasts. We take an idea that we like, like witches, and each of us goes off and finds different things that are kind of vaguely related to it. And we tell each other the story, we tell you the story, and we embroiderize. Is it embroiderize? It's not always embroidery. <laughs> no. So we will take, I think we should take suggestions for crafts yeah. for us to try. Yeah. Um, and we'll post the crafts along with the, the episode after we've done them and now is a good time to get into crafts guys because you know we've got to be staying at home a lot we're being careful leave the house. <laughs> curfews at 10 um we want to be sensible because of the pandemic so why not sit in listen to a podcast and do some crafting and we should take suggestions for weird subjects yeah, so it's very vague and open and it's just basically weird stuff that might be interesting i like it do we know what we're doing next week so we should pick out of a hat we were going to pick out of a hat but i haven't prepared a hat <laughs> i was going to prepare a sock we should... <laughs> okay cool well why don't you close your eyes and be like blub, 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 on the page and whatever it lands because i've just looked at them and i know what order they're in there um maybe we should give Rhea, it to... close your eyes and point Rhea is closing her eyes open your eyes oh uh, uh diseases <gasps> diseases diseases <laughs> Pazuzel diseases. Okay, so next week is disease. Join us next week and or potentially in two weeks, given what Rhea was saying earlier about who knows if it'll be weekly. But either way, we'll be doing diseases and some sort of craft. Uh, yeah, should we uh, pick a craft? Go on then. You pick, why don't you, given that you're the most crafty of us all? Yeah, I am not the most crafty. Um, what materials do we have? Yeah, that, that, that will be the overriding. That's the decider. Should we do some painting? Yeah, let's do some painting. We'll do some diseases and some painting. Oh my God, and painting I diseases. would like to encourage people to craft along with us. Yes. Mm. While, we, while you listen. Paint diseases, guys, and listen to us as we talk about Paint them. diseases on your body. Oh. It's going to be great. Okay, well, um, thank you for joining us. And we will see you next time on The Weirding Hour. Bye, oh, weirdos. Bye, Bye, weirdos. Thanks for joining us.